Now here's a touchy point. This one I know is going to touch a nerve for many people, but this is my personal belief and from having conversations with various people that this has affected on both sides of this conversation. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What is going on, Men of Abundance? I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community, and today is Pay It Forward Friday. So let me ask you, how was your week? Was it nearly as productive as you expected it to be when you started out, say, Sunday evening when you were thinking about what you had going on for the whole week and you thought, I'm just going to crush this week, and then Monday came and before you knew it, it was Friday, and you didn't get much of anything done. (laughs) I've been there. Don't worry about it, man. You got next week, but get back at it. Don't beat yourself up too much. Get back at it. Get back to work. Do what you have to do to live your life of abundance. And I'm not just talking about your daily job, your vocation, whatever it is that you do to pay the bills and create the lifestyle that you have for yourself. Because in most cases, your job is not going to do that. It's some sort of a side hustle. It's something that you're doing on the side that is going to really allow you to ultimately live the amazing life of abundance that you know you want to live. But remember this. Take this from my personal story. You can start living your life of abundance today. You. It's all about the mindset. It's about the abundance mindset versus the scarcity mindset and always thinking that when I have this, I can have that. Once I have a six or seven figure income, then I can take a vacation. Then I can spend time with the family. Then I can take my kids to the baseball game or take them to the play or take them to the dance or take them to Disney World, whatever the case may be. You don't have to take your kids to Disney World to have an amazing time with them. You can take them to the park. You can hang out out in the backyard. You can take them to a movie. It doesn't have to be expensive. They just want you to spend time with them. Same thing with your spouse. Your wife, your husband, your significant other wants to spend time with you and they want you to spend time with the family. The bottom line is this. You can have an amazing life and live your life of abundance and life in gratitude on your way to having more. And in case somebody hasn't told you, There's nothing wrong with wanting more, wanting more connections, wanting stronger relationships, wanting more friends, and yes, even wanting more money. Because money is an amazing tool that actually does allow you to do more for yourself, more for others, and if it's done correctly, money actually can buy you time and happiness. Hey, but that's for another episode. Today, we are talking about leveling the playing field from a mindset of abundance. So this is a hard conversation for some to have. I posted this on my Facebook, and many times when I post things on Facebook, I get quite a few comments, but there's just some subjects that many people won't engage in because it's uncomfortable or they're afraid of being judged by what they say. And quite frankly, I'm not okay with that because we can't resolve any issues if we're not having the conversations. Now, I assure you, many people have complaints about issues like this, but they're not willing to have the conversation to at the very least get a better understanding of the other side of the story. 
Now, before we get into my thoughts on this, and you can say it's my opinion, I'm okay with that, but I just want you to understand where I'm coming from. Now, you may know that growing up, I grew up in a poor environment. I grew up in a single wide trailer, literally in another man's backyard, because we could not afford even the trailer park. Not until my mom divorced my dad, and then we upgraded to the trailer park. Oh, and by the way, a double wide. And the environment that I grew up in, other than that, was I was a long, blonde-haired, blue-eyed white boy who grew up in a neighborhood that was predominantly Hispanic. My high school that I went to was 10% Caucasian. And at this point in my life, I wouldn't change that for anything. But at that point in my life, there was always this animosity. It was really weird, you know, thinking about it now. But there was an animosity between those who were brown skin and those who were white skin. And quite frankly, when I hung around my friends that were kind of gangbangers at a certain level, and I hung around with them and I'd have, you know, be drinking with them or doing whatever with them, they would often make comments about, hey, let's go out and find some black guys. Those aren't the terms they would use. And let's put cigarettes out on them. These were the type of guys that was in the neighborhood. And I'm sure that if I wasn't there and me and my buddies weren't there who were white, uh, they would have gotten together and said the same thing about let's go find some white boys and, and you know kick their asses and put cigarettes out on, on them because that's what some of them did. So needless to say, I had some animosity against the Hispanics and the Mexicans that were in the area, the, the gangbangers, and some other choice words that I used at that point in time in my life. Now, fast forward, joining the military, getting the opportunity to travel the world, and the first country that I went to was a Hispanic country. Panama, Panama City, Panama, Central America. And my ignorance thought that <laughs> by going to Panama, they speak Spanish. I love tacos. I'm going to have tacos for days. I knew nothing about the world at that point in time. I am so thankful that I've had the opportunity to travel to 23 countries on five continents. And I lived extens for months, at least weeks, months, even years in some of those countries. So I was able to enjoy the, uh, the culture and get to know the people and understand the difference, the differences and the similarities that we have as people from other nations. Furthermore, early on in my career, I had the opportunity to go to a two-week course that was an Equal Opportunity Leaders course because every unit has a couple Equal Opportunity Leaders that helps out the Equal Opportunity Advisor for the battalion. So it's there that I got to learn even more about diversity, the importance of diversity, in the Army, in large organizations, and in the United States as a whole. You know, you'd ever heard the term, the United States is a melting pot? I never liked that term because as a melting pot, when you take, for instance, crayons, you take a box of crayons and you have the reds, the greens, the blues, the yellows, all that kind of stuff, and you put them all into a pot and you melt them all together, they all become this ugly greenish blackish color and it's just disgusting. It's not beautiful. There's nothing attractive about it whatsoever. I like the analogy of a pot of stew. The United States is more like a pot of stew in that when you throw in the meat and you throw in the carrots and the celery and the potatoes and the corn and you throw in all the spices and everything, well when the stew is done it's just absolutely delicious but you can still see that a carrot is a carrot the meat, the celery, the onions, the potatoes, they all still maintain their individuality and their integrity. But they've taken on the flavors of all of the other ingredients in the stew. And that's the beauty of having an organization that's diversified because you have a strong advantage 
coming from all of the different cultures, the experiences, backgrounds, and various mindsets from all of the individuals on the team. Now, later in my career, I had the opportunity to go to the Equal Opportunity Management Institute for a three-month course to become an Equal Opportunity Advisor, and I advised two two-star generals while I was stationed in Hawaii, which put me in contact with a team of amazing EOAs, Equal Opportunity Advisors, there in that region. And a small group of us not only worked within our organizations, we also went out into the community and worked in the community, for instance, at one of the high schools, and really just did what we could to be change agents to make a huge difference. Once I retired my first civilian job, I was an EEO specialist for the U.S. Navy Command in Hawaii. Now, I share all that with you because I want you to understand that I actually know a little bit when it comes to the importance of diversity and what happens to cultures and groups of people when they are held back by a system or individuals within the system for no other reason than race, color, gender, religion, or national origin. Now, for me, level the playing field starts with self. I mean, myself and yourself. So leveling the playing field means for me to gain more skills so that I can get stronger in the field that I want to compete in. You first have to take on the matter yourself, regardless of whatever entity, individual, institution, whatever is out there outside of you seems to be holding you back. You first must take it on yourself. There are many people in history and even in recent history who have done this very thing. Oprah is one I can think of off the top of my head and many other people out there who have taken it upon themselves to make themselves stronger so that anybody within that industry or within that field would be a fool to not choose me for that job or for that position. And staying on that theme of building up myself, the best way to master a skill is to teach others. And sometimes the student outperforms the teacher, coach, or mentor. And I always encourage that competition. But by teaching others and not discriminating by who you're teaching, you're bringing others up with you and you're leveling the playing field just by doing that, by teaching others your skills that got you to where you're at at this point in time. And at the same time, like I said, by teaching others, you are further mastering your skill and paying it forward at the same time. Now, leveling the playing field does not have to take away from those at the top of their game. This is the scarcity mindset that so many people comment on when they think of leveling the playing field. For instance, adding a ramp for a person in a wheelchair or even improving the wheelchair takes nothing away from walkers. Nothing at all. It just allows them the access to that facility and allows them to have that experience. Making quality facilities such as schools, tracks, pools, gyms, etc. available to all takes nothing away from those who already enjoy those experiences. Now let's talk about standards. Leveling the playing field does not mean lower standards. It means bring others up to the standard. That's physical and technical skills. I'm seeing some employers leveling the playing field by starting their own intern programs. One automotive company that I know of has a paid internship that certifies those in the program. Each certification increases income because it makes the employee more valuable to the marketplace. And they're not discriminating against who they are allowing into the program, who they're accepting into the program. They are mentoring along the way. 
And this is perfect for those type of companies because they have very high standards in the service that they provide to their customers. Now here's a touchy point. This one I know is going to touch a nerve for many people, but this is my personal belief and from having conversations with various people that this has affected on both sides of this conversation. Why do you feel that young ladies and women want to join organizations like the Boy Scouts of America or historically male-dominated military schools, for instance? The scarcity mindset would jump right into the thought of who the hell do they think they are to think that they can compete with the boys or they just want to take away from the boys' fun without any more thought into it. And I'll be honest with you, this is initially what I thought when I first heard of women wanting to get into Citadel, for instance, or wanting to get into the uh, Boy Scouts of America. I had the same thought, but then I started having conversations with other people and other women specifically, and it was once again brought to my attention that the experiences, skills, and leadership gained from those organizations are in part what get men better connections and better opportunities than women. Now, a case can be made that many men don't get those opportunities as well, but that's based off of, in many cases, their actual merit, not only because of the color of their skin, religion, or nationality. They simply didn't make the cut, I'm hoping, just based off of their lack of physical and technical skills. And of course, there's hundreds of thousands of other men who simply didn't even attempt because they didn't feel that they would get in, and that's on them. There's nothing we can do about that. But I'm talking about the young ladies and the women who want the experience and level of leadership skills that these men are getting through these various organizations. And think about it, this is the same reason minorities risked life and limb to get into what was at one time predominantly white schools. They wanted that level of experience and education so that they too could compete in the workplace. It's not that they wanted to bring anybody else down. They just wanted to build themselves up to that level. And while we're on that subject, I personally have an issue with all white schools and clubs just as much as I do all black schools and clubs. It's completely counterintuitive to us as Americans. Our diversity is what makes us strong. We must learn and grow together in schools, clubs, and in our communities. Individually, we bring so much to the table. Collectively, we have much to offer the world. Now, I hope this episode has, at the very least, made you think a little bit about what leveling the playing field means to you and what you can do to level a playing field for yourself while bringing others along with you. It is not lowering the standards. It is actually holding people to the standard based on their actual physical and technical merits and not based on their race, color, gender, religion, national origin. Now, in the event that somebody wants to bring it up, I'm going to address it. Yes, this is the Men of Abundance podcast. And the Facebook group, the Men of Abundance closed community, is men only. I believe that men should get together in groups and have conversations and hold each other accountable to their duties as a father, a husband, business owner, employee, or whatever the case may be. I equally believe women should be doing the same thing, and they have for many years. Men have gotten away from doing this, especially married men. However, even though this is men of abundance, and I do have conversations with mostly men, I have also had conversations and interviewed many women because they bring a different perspective to the conversation, which I also think is very important. 
Now, I'm sure some of you want to get in on this conversation. You have something to say, and I am very open to that. I just prefer it happens in an open forum of sorts so that others can benefit from it. So if you're on Himalaya, then you can leave a comment directly under this episode in Himalaya, and we can all get involved there. Men, if you want to have this conversation in the Men of Abundance closed group, then I will post this over there as I do all other episodes, and we can have the conversation there. If you're not already a member of the community, men, you can go to menofabundance.com forward slash members, or just click on the members tab at the top of any one of the pages and request access from right there. Either way, I look forward to having that conversation with you. Now, go out and live your life of abundance, and make sure to pay it forward.